If you're going to diet, do you know when we start diets? It's always on Monday. I, I, it's, it's great because you sit there, you're going out to eat, and you're sitting there with your wife. It's Saturday, and you say, do they say, do you, want, do you want a double burger? No, make it a triple. Can you throw cheese on that? I want extra fries. And you know, we're doing this, and your, your wife looks at you and says, I thought you were cutting back. Oh, I'm starting my diet on Monday. Now, I know you guys don't do this, because what happens is with that anticipation of starting the diet on Monday, you know, we're going to splurge a little bit on Saturday and Sunday because, well, I'm going to get it all out of my system right now because come Monday, come Monday, this thing's going to be on. I'm going to get serious. I'm going to diet come Monday. But this is what happens. Monday comes and you go to a birthday party. And, you know, and they come up to you and say, hey, would you like birthday cake? And you're like, no, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm trying to be good. I'm, I'm starting a diet today and all this. Well, one, you know, one piece weren't going to, then you have two pieces and you lick, lick the box, okay? <laughs> and then you're sitting there and you're feeling bad. Oh, I had cake. I was going to start my diet today. And then you roll in your mind and you say, you know what, honey, I'm going to start Monday. Today, I've already blown it, and you know, I want to start the week off right, so you know, come Monday, and you do it. You know, we probably gain most of our weight because we talk about going on diets. It's in our minds that come this day, and the thing of the the matter is, it, it should be if I decide to do it Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I start my diet if I really want it. If I really want it. Because the thing is, we can talk all day long, but until Christians get off the couch, And say, God, what will you have me to do? Where should I go? What should I do? What should I pray? What should I apply to my life? Then it's never going to happen. Turning your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Talking about this taking action and, and getting into it. And the children of Israel are camped at the Jordan River and They're on this crazy long journey and Moses has passed away and Joshua now was in charge since the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. Joshua now is in charge and he's leading the people and he's nervous and anticipating and all these guys know the promised land is a land that floweth with milk and honey. We know that. We know that they're no longer going to live in tents. They're no longer going to be running through the desert. They're no longer going to be eating man off the ground and quail and all these things. Man, God has promised us great things. God is faithful and God is good. And here they are camped next to the Jordan River. And here they are all anticipating, man, somewhere over there, man, on the other side, man, there's God's blessings. There's God's goodness. There's all the promises of God. And I want it all. You know what they were doing as that happened? Sitting there doing this. And you say, well, they didn't have a choice. You know, they, they were just camped out. They couldn't cross over the other side because there was obstacles in the way. Let me tell you, there's always going to be obstacles in the way. Always. You're saying, well, we're going to get serious about serving God when the kids get out of the house. When sports settle down, when my job gets easier, when we get caught up on the bills, when, 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 when. I promise you that will never come. It will never come. There will always be something else That's why the Bible says when Jesus was walking, he said, look under the harvest. Now, go now. We need laborers now. Quit making excuses and waiting like we do with dieting. God promised them all of these things. But I'll tell you what, God didn't just drop it in their lap. You you read what we're about to read. 
And you're thinking, okay, so they had to cross over the Jordan. They had to go around the walls of Jericho. They had to march through this. They had to do all these things that they promised. Yeah, God said, yeah, I'm not just going to drop it in your lap. I think we pray like this. We're in our devotions, and I hope you did your devotions this week. You should be doing your devotions this week. We're on week number two, what we're studying on Sunday morning, and we're reading through the week, so don't miss out on But you, you, you sit there and say, Lord, I want greater things. Lord, I want to bless my family, and I want God to do great things in my church. And, and then God gives you all this opportunity, and you don't do anything with it. But then Monday comes again, and you pull out your devotion, and it's like, Lord, I want greater things. And he said, do you really? Yeah, I know the illustration was silly with the, you know, sitting on the couch and watching the exercise video while we eat chips, but spiritually speaking, that's every one of us. That's every one of us. We, we, we'd rather sit in church and hear, tell us more about the greatness of God. Tell us more about he, how he has wonderful things. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as we sit there and God's saying, stop. You've got to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. That's what God's doing with Joshua in this passage. So I'm not going to take you. Uh, I'm not going to take you to the promised land yet. We're not, we're not going to get there. I'm not even going to take you to the walls of Jericho. I'm not even going to take you through, walk you through the Jordan River today. I'm not going to do I, I want to start back here. Because there's got to be a decision made before any of those things are going to happen. Now you say, my decision is I desire the promised land. God says, that's great, but let's see what's next. The next decision that you have to make is you've got to decide to take action. So let's read this conversation that God had between God and Joshua. Uh, preparing his heart to grab onto what God had. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. That's the promise. That's the dream. That's like, whoa, tell me more. Tell me more. Lord, I want financial freedom. And I want people being saved in my church. And we want revival in our nation. And we want all these things. And God said, good, good, good. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. But here's, I, I got to lay out what it takes. There shall not be any man able to stand against you before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance of the land which I swear unto the fathers to give them. Man, amazing promises of God. And this journey of them achieving and going, God says, all right, all right, guys. I promise you greater things. I promise you I'll go with you. I promise you you'll never fail. I promise you the power of God. I promise you the presence of God. But here's the prerequisites to get those things. You guys ready? In order to start off, God starts at the beginning and say, this is what it's going to take. So I'm talking about taking action, deciding to take action. And God said, this is, this is what it's going to take. Number one, the prerequisites of greater things. Hey, Joshua, you guys ready for this? The wording here. This is not going to be easy. And that's where a lot of us go, oh, okay, I'm done. All right. I, you know, I hope that church achieves greater things, but I'm not, you know, and God says, no, it's not going to be easy. 
It is not going to be easy. And you say, where are you getting that? Oh, the wording that was over and over again. So we got to start in verse 6. Now, why do so many people fail to experience the greatness of God? Because listen to this. See, if you see the common theme, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip one of the verses we go through. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. There is the, the command follows the promise. For unto this people shall thou divide the inheritance of the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, the command and the promise. Oh, be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law, which Moses thy servant commanded thee. Turn not from the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The command and the promise. Look down at verse 9. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God was with thee whithersoever thou goest. The command and the promise. The command and the promise. And what God was saying through that is he was saying the prerequisites of this is what I require, this is what I need from every one of you. So before you sit there and say, Lord, bless these sinners here today. No, God is speaking to all of us today. And this is what God said. First thing, you've got to be strong. And you're saying, all right, be strong. I, that, that's kind of simple. Well, do you think it's important if God said it three times in a row? Do you think there's something going on? Here's the reason why God did this. Because God said, Joshua, I know you better than you know you. Do you know why God has to put things on our level? Because God knew what was going on in Joshua's heart. Joshua's sitting there. Man, he's, he's the new leader and he's sitting there. And i got all these people. I've got all this work. I've got all these tents and people. And, and then he's like, and I've got the Jordan River. And I can see Jericho. Lord, I've got these. And he's like, I can't do this. Lord, I am not Moses. God said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Do you know what a lot of us don't understand? That God's not done working. I love the good old days. But God didn't stop in the good old days. Amen. Sometimes we're so, everything that we look at is the mighty hand of God we look back at. And God's like, ugh. It's not a matter of us not appreciating. But he said, hey, Joshua, I was with Moses. But I'll also be with you. Amen. I was at the Red Sea. But I'll also be at the Jordan. Man, you've got, to, you've got to understand. And the whole thing, be strong. He said physically, I will give you the ability to do what I lead you to do. Amen. You say, how is that possible? Well, put it all together. If Joshua is not strong enough. So me and Michael and, and, and Chris and all of us, we were, we were together. We were moving couches in to different places and helping some people do some furniture. These things were extremely heavy, or, or we're just extremely weak. I don't know. It was one of the two. And uh, we're moving these inside, and, and I mean, uh, me and Pastor Michael had to stop at one point. We sat it down, and we're going up the steps, and we're like catching our breath, and we do it. Can you imagine if I would have just went up to Pastor Michael, and I said, dude, be strong. Uh, just be strong. That, that's all you got to do. And he's sitting there going, I'm giving it all I got, you know. I can't do any more than what I'm capable of doing. That's a lot of us. We don't sit there. We look at Jericho and the Jordan, our revival, our kids, our financial peace, or whatever it is, and we're saying, I, I just can't. There's just no way. And God says, all right, you got to start. you got to be strong. Say, I can't. And God says, okay. You know how I was with Moses? 
You know how every battle he faced, I was with him? You know how I went before him? You know how I won his battles? I'm not asking you to be strong in your might. I'm asking you to be strong in my might. If God leads us to go forward as a church, if God leads us to make a difference, if God leads us to stir up the people and the hurts of Columbus, Ohio, I can promise you this. God will give us the strength to do it. God said, be strong. I'm looking across there. I'm going to say right now, I've got single moms. I've got single dads. I've got people in this church that are widows. And you've just got this mind, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And God said, you can't do this, but I can do it through you. That's what the whole, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's what he does through us as believers. He said, be strong and courageous. And I thought, isn't that kind of redundant? Did you guys know the difference between strength of being strong and the word courageous? Is being strong is the physical act of I'll get you through. I'll drop the walls. I'll help you conquer the city. I'll bring down your enemies. That's what the strength of that is. But courage was different. Courage is right here. You see, as I look at that, fear comes into our mind. That's why he said, be thou courageous. Fear not, fear not, fear not. When I was, I'll be with you, fear not. Because that's what happens to us. We're just thinking, no, I can't. Do you know how often we miss out on watching the walls of Jericho fall or crossing the Jordan River or entering into the promised land because in our minds we've already failed? I can't do this. Man, my mom and dad were spiritual giants and man, they were so faithful and they served in church and my dad, man, he was something else. He was a deacon and man, he, he gave and he loved the church and he saw, uh, and you're thinking this and then God's saying, well, wait a minute. Where's all that doubt coming from? Be strong and courageous. God has not given us that spirit of fear. And it's not coming from our God as we sit there and have the idea that I can't. God said you can if I go with you. But there's another prerequisite. It wasn't just be strong. It wasn't just be courageous. This This is, I hope I don't lose any of you when I say this. He said number three, or letter C, he said be obedient. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, verse 8, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And, and I know that's a verse that we quote, junior church, Sunday school, everything, that's, that's in there a lot. But let me tell you this, God cannot bless disobedience. As believers and as Christians, when God has given us the commandments, Of God saying, oh, let me finish the verse so you get it. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. I'm going to tell you guys right now that we have a generation coming up. And I'm saying my generation, the generation coming behind me. That is not being obedient to scripture in a whole lot of ways. We want so bad to be successful. We want so bad to prosper. But the Bible says that you may do all according to that is written therein. You know what God was saying? Obedience is the door to success. Amen. Obedience to God's word is the key that unlocks the promised land or the good things that God has for us. Or your dreams or the vision of the church or however you want to put it. 
Bible literally saying you cannot sit there and ask for success or ask to be prosperous or ask to grow or ask to reach or ask to do anything if my people are not willing to obey my word. You say, man, what's happened to the world? 8,000 churches shutting their doors, revival not there, empty altars, waters not being stirred in baptism, all these other things. And God says, well, they just won't do what I told them to do. They're not willing to obey. Did you notice I'm not talking about the walls of Jericho falling? I am not talking about even crossing over Jordan. God is having a conversation with him on the shoreline saying, hey, before we get out there, this is what you need to know. You got to be strong in my might. You need to be courageous and overcome fear in your mind because as soon as you go to commit, as soon as you volunteer, as soon as you say, I'll do that or I'll go or whatever, then you're going to be like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not the guy. And then God says, you've got to be obedient. There's prerequisites that God has said that needs to be in place before you experience greater things. But number two, God said not only is there prerequisites, he said there's preparations for greater things. Joshua chapter 1 verse 10, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. For within three days you shall cross over Jordan to possess the land which the Lord your God hath giveth you to possess it. Now, I don't know about you guys, and, and I know, I don't know who this guy was. I have no idea who these guys were, but it would be so cool. If Joshua just says, hey, guys, come over here, I need your help. So, all right, what are we to do? All right, this is what's going to happen. Um, we're going to actually cross over Jordan. We're going to walk right through it. Uh, when we get to the other side, we're going to drop the walls of Jericho, and we're going to do it in three days. And on the other side of that, we're going to uh, experience the promised land. And I said, okay, what's my job? He said, I just want you to go tell the people to get ready for it. Hey, you can imagine, hey, hey guys, it's actually going to happen. Everything that God said is on the other side. And God said, hey, pack your lunch. That's what the victuals were. Hey, pack your lunch. Hey, guys, take down the tent. Quit getting comfortable. Hey, I know you got a soft bed there and everything looks good. Get it up, get it up. Guys, God said three days, three days. It's going to go down in three days. You know what my job is, your pastor? My job is to sit there and say, God, what do you got for us? Lord, bring it. I, I want the promised land. I want to see the Jordan split. I want to drop the walls of Jericho. I want to do the impossible. God, I want a touch of God in my life and for my church and for my family. And God sends us into the church and says, hey, guys, let's get ready. Hey, let's wake up. It's no longer talk. It's no longer a theory. We are three days away from God doing something great. Isn't that exciting? Amen. I was saying it's time to get your hearts prepared. You realize that that's why we're doing the devotions? God said, get into your word, get into your word, creating your Do you believe I'm faithful? Do you believe I'm almighty? Do you believe I do the impossible? We have to get our hearts right. God's preparing us. I believe that God's preparing us even as a church when it comes to, and I don't even know what's on the other side. They had no idea that the walls were going to, they, they were trying to figure out how are we going to conquer. You, know, you can imagine the guy after he leaves, wait a minute, Jericho, Jericho's huge. What's that guy talking about? How are we going to do it? And this guy's running the next cab. I don't know. God just said he'd take care of it. Amen. I don't know what's in front of you, but I tell you, God's going to take care of it. Amen. God is going to do what he said that he would do. He said, what is that? I don't know, but I know if we trust God, it's exceedingly 
abundantly above all that I could ask or think. So here he is preparing. And I don't know what all they did. They packaged the tents. They, they prayed. They packaged their lunch. They got their things. They had three days to do it. For us, we're like, okay, just pack. No, this was huge. They, they had a city that was moving through there. Guys, let me tell you right now. I don't know what God has for us, but I'm telling you, in my heart, I'm getting ready. You can walk through the church and say, well, they replaced the carpet. Well, it was worn out and uh, this place needs to be ready. We're outside redoing the curves because I pull in and it's all messed up and it, we need to get ready. And we're adding life curves because people need to be discipled and people need to be cared for and we need to get ready. Yeah. We're, we're asking God to expand our boundaries. We're praying the prayer of Jabez and, and I, I want God to do more in our missions and I want more people being saved and I want to do more with our kids and as they go to school and they're hearing that evolution is the way and there is no God and you're confused about your gender, I want to come back and say God is the way. You're created in the image of God and you're perfect the way you are. Amen. That's, that's the difference. You call me weird or radical or whatever, but I'm not going to be satisfied sitting on the shore of Jordan looking at the promised land when God said, get up. Amen. See, the last thing he did was pursue the greater things. Now read with me. So he gave them a pre prerequisite. It was internal. It was the strength and the courage and the obedience. And then he went through and he said, prepare, get ready, get ready. Hey, set the stage Clean the floors, open the doors, get your hearts right, pass out devotions, read your Bibles, pray revival, ask God to do something, prepare for it. But look at the instruction that God gave them. Verse 1 again. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' minister saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise, go. Arise, Go. Action word, action word. Action word, same thing. It's like, okay, they're all sitting there. They're all saying, hey, promised land's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Hey, did you guys hear about the promised land? It's going to be awesome. I want to go to the promised land. Land filled with milk and honey. Flowing with milk and honey. And God says, you guys really want that? Get up! I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do a script. I'm just telling you what I said. God, get up, get up, get up. Stop just talking about it. And the following word was arise and go. Arise and go. Arise and do it. Guys, this is action according to God. They would never reach the promised land without these two words. You'll never accomplish the dreams that God has in your life without these two words. Never. We will never experience or accomplish greater things by standing still. God's plan was never for them to sit in the desert. It was never for it to be a theory. And I love how Joshua said in verse 2, when he said, Arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people. Isn't it cool you sit there and say, Well, I, I don't understand. I come to church and I see God using them and I'm thinking, Man, I wish I had that. Then I see over here that their children are serving God and God's, I mean, I wish I had that. You say, what's the difference between them and you? See, God's plan of this promise was for all of them. God didn't just say, well, I want all the, all the cool ones or I, I want all the smart ones or I want all the rich ones or I want all the warriors or whatever. He said, no, get them all. 
I want every one of them to experience what you have. You say, what is the difference between me and the ones that experience? It's the difference between the ones that get up and go and the ones that sit and talk. We will each be one of two people. The sit and talk or the get up and goes. I want to be the get up and go because you know what God did on the other side? God did things that they never would imagine was possible. I'm going to tell you guys, as a church, everything that God has given us was action when he said about doing the work. Run the race, fight the good fight, abound in the word, preach the word, seek out the loss. And we think, I come in the church and sitting down and grabbing our spiritual bag of chips and just saying, Lord, I want more is ever going to do it.